Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pack the House. I'm here, uh, I'm Andrew Osborne, and I'm joined by Aaron Davis, Austin Marshoni, and Pastor hey. Jason Tabor. Hey guys. And we're going to be talking about what we heard this last weekend uh, here at CLC and thinking about ways we can share that message with our friends and neighbors who may not know Jesus. Uh, so this week uh, was kind of a difficult verse uh, to, to think through. Uh, and so we're going to unpack. Well, it doesn't really apply to me, right? <laughs> well, let's see here. Uh, that is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33 and 34. So I'm going to go ahead and read that for us. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. The word of the Lord. <laughs> so, thanks. How do we apply this to our lives? So, first of all, is it saying uh, when it says bad company ruins good morals? What does that mean? Does that mean we can't be around people who do bad things? This is like a Sunday school answer. No. <laughs> no, I do think this is a good opportunity for us to talk about how to um, how to engage with those around us who live and believe differently than we do. All right. So if we, I don't I think, think that necessarily has to go with the necessarily has to go with the can't be around people with good morals i mean even christians bad mess morals up stuff. Well, you know what i mean but even christians mess up stuff you know what i mean like and i don't think it necessarily has to be christian specific as far as morals are concerned yeah and just to be clear um out front i i did not raise that because i think that any of the sermons we heard this week suggested it um, just it's a good opportunity to have that conversation so yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, I mean, we all try to correct everybody, you know, not correct, but you know what I'm saying, like, steer you in the right, praise you for things you're doing good, like, oh, that was really good charity work you did, and like, you know, going out to the bars and getting drunk every night, oh, that probably wasn't a great idea, you know, like, you just say things like that, where it's like, you know, I don't really think you're trying to be super Christian-y about it, to just steer somebody in a better direction, you know what I'm saying? Not quite. So here's an example. I, I have some friends who uh, are taking things like marijuana, which is, I, I don't do, but I hang around them. Is that a bad thing? Should I not be around those people? Or what would it look like to uh, be Jesus around them? Yeah, that's a good question. What would it look like to be Jesus around them? Or can I, should I not be around them because they do a thing that maybe as a Christian, I would think differently about? Um, we could have the same conversation about um, this is a little bit more of a touchy situation than than the one you brought up, but uh, um, you know our, our our gay or lesbian neighbors. Um, what should our association, our relationship, be with them? Um, you know, should we not hang around them because they uh, do a thing we wouldn't support? Um, and I think the, the 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 place to start here is with the context, right? So we read two verses of chapter 15. Um, if we look at chapter 15 in its, it's like 
50 something verses long. <laughs> um, and it's actually, it's, it's this long, almost diatribe. You can, you can feel Paul getting more and more frustrated as he <laughs> continues to write. Um, and the reason he's frustrated, Siri thinks I want to talk to her. I don't know which of those words was a Siri word, but um, anyway, the reason he's frustrated is because the, the Corinthians that he's writing to have been hanging around some people who um, deny the resurrection, not only of Jesus, but resurrection at all. Um, and so the point he makes is if there is no resurrection, what difference does any of this make? Um, and so I think that's an important uh, deciding factor for us. It is the thing that I am hanging around, to use your word, making it harder to see Jesus, either harder for me to see Jesus or harder for the people I'm with to see Jesus in me? Um, if the answer is yes, and there are ways to be involved in situations that make that make it hard to see Jesus, right? Um, if the answer is yes, you might want to think about that. If the answer is no, then that, that would be the reason I would say don't do it, not necessarily because of the behavior. So what are you saying when you say hard to see Jesus? What do you mean when you say that? I mean two things. Um, so denying the resurrection is a, a good example, right? Um, if, if, if I'm in that situation where a person is actively negating or denying um, core beliefs of the faith, I want to be careful with that um, because it is, there's a possibility of um, taking some of that on for myself, right? Um, I want to be careful being around people who consistently uh, deny important core aspects of my faith. I'm not saying don't do it, but I am saying you probably want some really good support around you. Um, you don't want to do that alone, I don't think. Um, you want to have places and people you can turn to to be reinforced. Um, so that's part of it. The other half, so that's making it hard for me to see Jesus, right? The other thing I said is making it hard for others to see Jesus in me, by which I meant if my relationship with that person, let's use Andrew's example of, of um, you know, people who use, and actually I've been around people who <laughs> use drugs a lot stronger than marijuana. Um, if I'm engaged in that, um, if I'm doing it as well, that says something, right? That, that conveys a witness. Um, we'll use a different example. If I, and I, this is one I used in my sermon on, on Sunday, I had a group of friends for a while. We would go out to a trivia night, uh, most weeks and the, um, the conversation was what we've come to know as locker room talk, uh, to the extent that I engage in that and, and, and take part in it, it says something about my my belief, right? Or it shares a message. And so that's what I mean by um, making it hard for others to see Jesus in me or through me. Yeah, Did that answer your question? It comes back to more of, are, are you being influenced or are you influencing? Yep. And I think when you go into those situations, uh, you have to be cognizant of which one it is. Um, if you go in knowing there's things that are going to be happening that I don't want to take part in and I want to be um, I, I don't want to be a prude or uh, obnoxious about it, but I, I 
I don't want to be part of that. Um, I think that's a good example to them. Whereas if you show and up, I have another thought about that, but I think Aaron started with a comment as well. Yeah. Well, I think, and that's, I think that's the problem too. Is this is so nuanced, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, there's not like a total like line situation here. So like when you say locker room talk, it's like, if you, you know, if you participate in that, then that makes you not do not be true to yourself. Right. But if like, if I'm hanging out with a bunch of pot smokers and I'm not smoking pot, like I'm still being true to myself and I'm still creating fellowship with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what, if that's how they're getting together, if that's how I'm getting in to hang out with them, like I'm confident in who I am and my experiences. So I think it's okay to be in a situation like that, as long as, you know, I'm, you know, cause otherwise it's hard to get into the, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to get into those groups. It's hard to create fellowship with somebody that if you're like, well, I'm not, I'm never going to be around pot. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Not, and I'm not just saying pot, but you know what I'm saying? Like I've heard, I've had, people take, I've had people take stances on drinking. Like yeah. I'm never going to mm -hmm. be around drinking. And it's like, well, a lot of social interaction happens around alcohol. And a yeah. lot doesn't. Um, exactly. One, exactly. one part of this is not everyone is called to be in that group. Uh, right. And I think you have to take it in a personal basis. Like I can yep. pretty much be around anybody and still be who I am. I, you know, I'm not very influenced. <laughs> yeah. Paul says this, right. He says, I, I have, <laughs> I have become all things to all people in order that I might save some. Um, right. And I think it, that's an, a, 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 as I think through this, I think that's, that's something to put in the discussion, right. Um, that I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily going and hanging around my, my neighbors who do things I'm not doing simply to be a part of it, but for what, with, with what intention, with what intentionality, um, this was a big part of our, of our, and it's a big part of our message for next week as well is, um, is, is bringing the intentionality to our relationships that Jesus brought to his, uh, you know, we, we see this and you know, he came eating and drinking and they called him a glutton and, um, you know, he, we see Jesus eating and having dinner at the house of sinners. Well, that doesn't mean he's, he's going along with and doing the sin they're doing. Right. He, but he, he does that in order that he might <laughs> be able to share some good news with them. I mean, prostitutes um, and tax collectors were like, you know, the right. he hung out with all of them. And so with, with knowing that he was not going to be, you know, going down their road. Yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's a, exactly. there's a. There's a reason for hanging out with prostitutes that is not worthwhile. Right. <laughs> and then there's a reason for doing it that is worthwhile. Uh, not everyone is called to do that. Not everyone is, is it's not a good idea for everyone to do that. Um, but for those who do, doing it with that intentionality. Um, and then I would say this is, uh, we'll go back to Andrew's example. I, this has happened to me all the time where, um, you know, I'm, I'm with friends who, who do those things. And so naturally they invite me to take part in it. Um, finding a gospel oriented, good news oriented reason for, for why I'm not. Um, so how can, and for me, that looks like, typically it looks like I, um, it's sort of the, you know, once body is the temple type language and I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not thinking of, of, of good ways to say it at this moment, but, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. 
I think yeah. Yeah. typically I, I don't I don't know if I would lead necessarily with the, the gospel reason. Maybe yeah. I would just say I'm just not interested. But if they press and say, well, why not? Maybe that's when I would get into it. Well, OK, that's what I'm trying to say is that a, a, my body the way God wants me to treat my body. And that's not something that I think would be edifying to my body. I believe I'm created. Yeah. Um, with a purpose by, by a creator who cares about me. And I, I uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say, and that's a, a good point, not that you have to do gospel in that moment, but don't do law basically. Right. <laughs> Cause you're a sinner. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now no, that that's <laughs> sinful and you shouldn't do it. And, and, and yeah. Um, if that's the reason, just don't show up. But, uh, and also too, like if you, if you lead with gospel, sometimes people get turned off and think it's, pre you're preaching at them. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I get that a lot, you know, and I don't want to be misconstrued as preaching at you. But. Yeah. So, True, well, fair so the, the second half of those verses, uh, it, it says for some have no knowledge of God. We've kind of talked about this, but how does that part of the verse apply to the the, the rest of it, wake up from your drunken stupor. <laughs> yeah, what I what I really see this saying, and, and there's a little bit of, of history here that might put this in perspective, is uh, the, the, the piece you started with, do not be deceived, bad company corrupts good morals, is actually a quote. Um, you can't see it in the recording, but uh, <laughs> there's quotation marks around it in the writing. Uh, and it's a quote from a, a, play, a Greek play called Theus. And very briefly, not to be boring, um, this particular play was about a woman named Theus, who was part of the uh, part of the court of Alexander the Great. Uh, she was kind of one of the the handmaidens, we'll say, of Alexander the Great, uh, this, this um, you know Greek king. And what that meant was she took part in, as all his kind of court people did, and 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 well known people took part in something called the symposium, um, which uh, could be compared a little bit to a frat party. Uh, so there was a lot of a lot of eating, a lot of drinking, a lot of kind of idle conversation and, and, and useless chit chat, so to speak. Um, and so I think this is what Paul is driving at with this quotation is um, these symposium relationships, they're very much, mm, they're very idle relationships, very sort of um, thoughtless relationships. And so I think that's what he's going after is don't be drawn in, wake up from the stupor of your sort of thoughtless relationships. Don't be drawn in as these Corinthians have been, um, sort of wandering aimlessly down a road in relationship with people who are calling into question important basic tenets of your faith. Not to say you, you don't relate with those people, but don't do so thoughtlessly as as these these Corinthians had been, as if you were just having an idle idle party conversation, um, and so again it comes back to that intentionality. Um, I forget, Andrew, what question you asked that made me say all that. Yeah, I, mostly I was asking. Uh, how oh, the, for some have no knowledge of God. It's yeah. Well, and I so I think. What I was going to say is, I remember Andrew a long time ago had said the the sponge analysis allergy like wherever you're in when you get squeezed that's what comes out right and I think in these situations I mean you just kind of have to make sure that you're filling yourself up with Jesus before you go in 
to the situation. It doesn't mean you don't hang out with these people and, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, exclude means the opposite. Exactly. You don't want to exclude yourself from these things. You just want to make sure that you are full of the Holy spirit and Jesus's love before you go to these situations and not with the law and the judgment, you know? And I would say also that you, you kind of are eyes open to the, to the risk. Mm -hmm. Um, that if I do this carelessly, um, I may be swept along. Yeah, so maybe getting back to the, the intentionality, and, and maybe this is a, a way we could wrap this up. Is, uh, like you were saying, um, if you're not soaking up those things, maybe you shouldn't be in those situations um, because you, if your faith is not as strong as you would like it to be or you're questioning things, uh, maybe surrounding yourself with people who have like faith is more important for you right now rather than being with people who are, don't believe what you believe in. Or uh, you're, or you're called to go into that with somebody else, you know, yeah. like the, the situations don't have to be done alone. And the fact that like, if, if, you know, it's like the, uh, was it a cord with three strands? It's not easily broken. It's kind of like, you know, a, a, a grouping of people or a friend or someone who the two of you are intentionally going into situations, you know, that may not be as, uh, friendly to your faith might be easier because you can hold each other accountable to that or hold each other to, yeah, like, you know, that situation, you know, I think it was it's just, you know, I mean, like call something out if you see something that might be an endangerment to the other person's faith, but you're there together. And I want to make one more point, if I could, uh, kind of about what we're not saying here based on that came to mind when Austin, you were saying that is, and we'll use we'll use my my trivia friends as an example again. Um, I did not I did not do that because they were. I didn't enter into that relationship because they were doing locker room talk. Um, it happens that these are people I'm connected to, who in that environment do some things that that potentially are dangerous to me. Um, and so I guess what I'm saying here is we're not doing we're not pursuing these. Um, as problems to be solved. Um, exactly. I would, it, it, with Andrew's example, we don't go to these people because they smoke marijuana <laughs> and we want to fix that. Uh, we want to <laughs> we, we kind of Jesus that out of them. Um, <laughs> that's not the goal here. Um, the idea is all of us have relationships and connections in which we may encounter things Um that would not be something that as Jesus followers, we would engage in that might even potentially be um, pose risks to our faith. If we don't go eyes open with intentionality, um, but sort of the other way around, if that makes sense. Um, as much as this is saying, you don't have to cut off the people who are um, behaving in ways a Christian doesn't behave. We, I would also say, we don't want to seek people out simply because they're behaving in ways Christians don't behave. Right. Yeah. And actually, as speaking as somebody who is often the lone Christian in, you know, groups, um, I do find myself leaving like a social event or something like that. And I'll instantly call my mom, you know, or somebody else that I know that is like connected with the faith just so that I can like vent and talk about things. Cause it is frustrating. Like in those situations, sometimes it is frustrating and it's frustrating. Some of the, you know, the anger and the resentment that's coming back at you that we don't necessarily have to deal with as much because we have Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, I very much encourage people that if you are frustrated by a situation, that's totally normal. It doesn't mean you don't go back into that situation. It just means find a good outlet or a good ear to listen to. Yeah. Jesus promises to be with you always, even when you're in situations that would, would cause frustration or, or create questions for you. Uh, I think sometimes the way he is with you is through the wise counsel of others. So great point. All right. Well, I think that's uh, it's a good hopeful point to end on. Hey. <laughs> want to wrap us up in prayer? Uh, it doesn't have to be you, pastors. Anybody else want to pray? Oh, that's true. Only only pastors can pray, right? <laughs> only, absolutely. <laughs> I think uh, I guess I'll, Andrew. Yeah, you should do go for this. All right, I'll pray this time. Okay. But I'm a church worker. I don't want to make it seem like only church. Workers. I, thought, I thought we would have to draw straws. I'm a church worker, though. So that means I have to pray. That's true. That narrows it down on this particular point. I don't pray. I only sing. <laughs> All right. I'll pray this time. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this time where we can share with each other and to uh, dig into your word a little more. Uh, be with us as we encounter the people around us who uh, may not know you and may not uh, know the promises you have for them. Help us to be examples for them and to show them your love and your care uh, and to be a light to them. All this we pray in your name. Amen. 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 Good short to the point prayer. I liked it. Yeah. Maybe pastors shouldn't pray. (laughs) (laughs) Save us so much time. They're so long. Got good prayers, Jason. Send your emails too. <laughs> I almost made it a whole a whole episode without having to do a <laughs> a disclaimer or a retraction. All right, bastards. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Have, Have a great week. week. Yes. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House Show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website cornerstonelutheran.church.